What's up, everybody? Welcome to 3VO, where we are all on the same team. I'm one of your hosts today, Brendan. And I'm the other one, Jordan. And if you're new here, we are just two big old nerds who love, absolutely love to share our love of video games with anybody who will listen to us. So if you're new here and you two love video games, you're in the right place. Today, we're going to be talking about the incredible, amazing, stunning, stupendous, wondrous game that is Ori and the Blind Forest. But before we get there, as always, it's time to check in. Jordan, how's it going? I'm doing good. I like the clarification at the beginning that we are we will literally take anyone who's willing to listen to us. <laughs> no discrimination come, at all. Did it just come off as desperate? Slightly, or, but or we open. are, so it's... Okay. <laughs> I don't think we need to hide that that's kind of our vibe right now. Just please, please listen to our podcast. We're begging you. Um... No, I've been doing good. It's been it's, it hasn't. I've uh, been back at work this week, and it's actually been not too bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have, as in terms of like uh, gaming and stuff goes, um, I'm in a lucky spot. I'm taking a week off from my workout schedule right now, just to oh. kind of give my body a chance to rest and actually recover very a little important. bit, which is very very, very important. important. Good. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I finally finally booted up uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition oh, this past week, uh, and then I've been jumping back into that, nice, and it's. Very nice. Good to be back on the Normandy. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> it's so good. Now, have you played in the Legendary Editions Mako yet? I have. So, I have a question that hopefully you or maybe somebody can answer. Um, they added the boosters on the back of a Mako for Legendary. Yes, I'm not just a fool who never... I don't know. I don't know. I really don't want to find out that that, that, that you've been able to like boost your way through shit on the Mako. I don't know. How would because dra- I haven't played the legendary edition yet yeah. either. Yeah. But our editor has. Yes. Um so maybe the editor could like put the answer here yeah, for us. Have those boosters? Oh, is, it, is it like a like a thrust like like it's, a it's nitro? Like, or? It's like you know like the thrusters on the bottom of the Mako like to a, make you go up. It's that on the back of it too. Oh. So like a nitro and like it's a It's like a nitro, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh surely not. Surely. I surely? really fucking hope so. I don't want to know. I've bought in this game like six times. Have <laughs> yeah. played it over mm-hmm. a decade. Uh-huh. And just, there was a whole mechanic of it that I just never fucking found out about somehow. My instinct says that, yes, it was added for the Legendary Edition. It sounds like an improvement that was needed <clears throat> and not there. Very much so. But I hope we're not wrong. <laughs> I hope so. Because I will say this. It makes the Mako tolerable. Oh, right. <laughs> like it is good. Good. <laughs> it is. It's not as annoying to drive anymore. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just I made a post about it online, but I was just like, I came into it going like, all right, I'm gonna at least gonna do something different on this run. I'm gonna at least like try to romance somebody else, keep the crew different. Mm-hmm. And then I met Tally, and I'm just like, ah, it's my girl. Like, how what? am I? Like, what do you want me to do here? You're a sucker. We get. It. I really, <laughs> really am. I, I get it too. If I wasn't always trying to romance Kaden, no. I was gonna say how many times have you got after that? <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, it's it's been nice to be back on the ship, back on the crew, and like mm-hmm. really getting to play it for the first time again because mm-hmm. it's. All my stats are started over again. Mm-hmm. I'm getting mm-hmm. achievements in Mass Effect again, which right. is a fucking trip. Yeah. I'll <laughs> to be playing yeah. it now and get the fuck up, and I'm just like, the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right, I haven't done this. Right, because it's a whole a whole new game. <laughs> a whole new game. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to as uh, a man? So I, uh, uh, as is my standard answer now, a lot of wedding planning. Yes. A lot of gearing up for that. Uh, 
I uh, we're gonna meet with our baker soon and figure Ooh, out fun. like what we're gonna do. We're thinking uh, cupcakes. Love uh, it. Yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, love it. Cupcakes. Uh, so like, still, still a lot of that. Also, playing a lot of Pokemon Unite when I'm not playing games for the podcast. Right. Um. <clears throat> other than that, uh, oh, I'm picking up a, a side gig, which I've I've mentioned. Yes, that's uh, right. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be starting, I don't, I don't know if I should like affiliate myself with the company, so I'm not going to say the company name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's probably a smart move. Um, but I'm going to be a, a quiz master for like pub trivia nights yes. uh, at, at local, local bars and pubs and things. That and is a good, very excited. That is a good gig for you. I was so, so excited to be able to put in an application right. and say things like, I would be good for this position because I host a podcast yeah. and I'm a DM yeah. and I have a musical DM background it was like wow i've actually really prepared for this yeah. you know uh so it was it was a whole trip yeah. instead of putting down boring things like oh yeah i can use microsoft excel you know yeah yeah, like yeah uh so it's really cool to be in a position where i can put my performance skills to the to, yeah. to use yeah. yeah you also just have a personal history of just like being able to correct people and tell people they're wrong just in like your own well i existence. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw a little bit of shade. No, that's fair. <laughs> all right. Well, now that that's all out of the way, it's time to dive into the game for today, and that is Ori and the Blind Forest. So this game, um, I feel like everybody heard about this game. Maybe not everybody mm -hmm. played it, but it was like the big hotness when it was brand new. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it was a game that you could get bundled, I believe, with an Xbox One when yeah. those were brand new, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so it was it was a major deal for a while. It came uh, came out back in I want to say 2016 because uh, in 2014 they were talking about it. It was at all of the conventions, and then by 2016 it was out. Uh, it is. Um, it's a title that comes to us from Moon Studios, which is an indie developer. We love indie games, mm -hmm. and Ori is no exception. Um, and Moon Studios was founded by uh, a gentleman named Thomas Mahler, who actually came from Blizzard, and another gentleman, uh, Genity Carroll. Uh, I'm sorry if I butchered that. Um, they founded Moon Studios back in 2010, and this title, Ori in the Blind Forest, and its sequel, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, are the two games that have come to us from Moon Studios. Uh, so, Ori and the Blind Forest centers around Ori, who is a guardian spirit, who's the last of his kind. Um, and it centers around his uh, actions as he races to save uh, this spirit tree, which is like the heart of the forest, um, and bring life back to the Blind Forest. Uh, so that's kind of the... Uh, the elevator pitch there um as always spoilers ahead yep. <laughs> <laughs> um so i just want to start the conversation that we're gonna have about ori by saying like this is fucking art oh my god in every sense of how you can describe it as being art it's everything works in perfect concert with Mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. all of the elements the gameplay is smooth it's beautiful because everything is hand painted yeah and it just it looks so good it looks so good it plays so good and the orchestration is incredible oh my god game. the soundtrack is the soundtrack is the so good the score is so fucking good mm -hmm. um and so there's there's no part of this game that doesn't deliver yep um, and something that I found really interesting when I was doing research for this episode, 
um, one of the game designers was talking about, like, the environment and, like, painting all of the different, you know, areas and, mm-hmm. like, all of the assets and everything. And he was saying, like, you know, when you're walking through this section of the map and you, like, walk past that mushroom, that's the only that mushroom. It's oh, not really anywhere else in the game. Everything is unique. Oh, my God. So nothing would, is, like, copied or, nope. like... Mm-mm. I would assume that's a it's an environmental thing, not necessarily like a main thing. Like I'm like the enemies clearly have been like clearly, of course, yeah. There's not nothing that's repeated, but as no, far for sure, as for sure, like for sure. the environment and the you know all of the things that you're walking past and the atmosphere, everything completely unique. Wow. And I was like, Jesus, that is incredible, <laughs> this is amazing. And that's the kind of thing that you could only get from an indie developer. It's true. It's very, very true, sadly. Mm-hmm. But it's but that's why I think that's why indie development will never ever go out. Like in terms of like mm-hmm. in, in, in any form of art, like no matter what, because it's just like there's always that struggle between like to use the gaming world as the example here. It's just like you always have the issue where it's like the AAA titles will always get more press. They'll always get more like coverage in terms of like yeah. oh the new Call of Duty or Battlefield's coming out. Da 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 da. But it's like you have. Gamers like us and other people who seek out a bit more who kind of go like, yeah, but, you know, they're not making Ori. Like, no one no. else is doing it. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I'm still going to be going over here. Sorry. Absolutely. like, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, so this game is in- incredible. And, like, if anyone were to start up that argument, that, like, age-old argument of, like, video games aren't art. Lies. I would literally use this as my sole argument against that point i would say go look at ori in the blind forest play it for 10 minutes and tell me that video games aren't i wouldn't (laughs) even tell them to play it i would just sit them down and have them watch the beginning intro for the game before you really start playing yeah and just be like tell me this doesn't in some way move you Mm -hmm. like even if this isn't your style of like media that you like or just like this kind of story that you like tell me that you don't understand that this does something beyond just this is fun to play absolutely absolutely um, so, everything all together in Ori is incredible. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, it is a Metroidvania, as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you, you know, caught our, uh, glossary episode, our gaming, gaming glossary episode, you'll know that a Metroidvania is something where you're, essentially it's a 2D platformer, action-adventure sort of style, um, but you're going to be traversing through different areas and you're going to be coming back through areas that you've already been through, Mm -hmm. um, having, you know, gotten power-ups and boosts and whatever, and you're going to be able to traverse them differently. So there's a lot of areas that you come back to, um, things that open up, and environments that are shifting and changing as you play throughout the game, which is really, really great because you're, you know, the storyline, the plot with Ori is that you are trying to save this kind of dying forest. You're Mm -hmm. kind of trying to save the whole land. Um, and things do change and develop as you progress through the game. So it really lends itself to a Metroidvania style, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's inspired by uh, games like Metroid. Um, that is something that the developers actually pointed out. They said, you know, we are inspired by Metroid. They also said that they're inspired by games like Rayman, which is very evident in oh, God, yeah. lots of the... Lots of the um, assets and things and the colors and you know just everything uh the developers did say that or in the blind forest is like their love letter to those games which i just absolutely adore mm-hmm. um i think i think that's really really great um 
and again, I think something you can really only get from an indie developer. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, because it's, it's, it's not, at the end of the day, and as cruel as it sounds, it's, like it's not cost effective for the bigger development teams to make something like this. Yeah. It just doesn't, it yeah. just doesn't, it just doesn't yeah. make sense for them. What are some of the areas, uh, since we brought up, we're talking about the environments and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the atmosphere and everything. What are some of the areas that really stand out to you from Ori and the Blind Forest? I mean, the biggest pieces to me is some of the stuff where it's like, uh, the big one for me. So it's a lot of the escape stuff, like escaping from mm-hmm. the, I think it's the big tree you go in as it fills up with yes, water and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And stuff, it, <clears throat> mostly because, and a big part of that, to go back to it, is because of the music playing in that part. Mm-hmm. Something to, something that I realized on this is that it's very important for a game like this is the music. Because if you're going to be yeah. dying as you do in this game over and over and over yes. and over and over and over, <laughs> and over again, as you get used to the mechanics and like what the game mm-hmm. wants you to do and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, you better have a soundtrack that people aren't sick of hearing over and over and over again. Very good point. <laughs> and I will say, for as many times as I did die in this, I didn't really get sick of hearing mm-hmm. just just death come back up and someone just losing it on a bunch of piano keys, just in the yeah. best way possible. Yes, it yes. was awesome. Yeah. So I'd say stuff like that. Uh, running around in the la- one of the last areas, the where you get the I think it's the, the the basic mechanic is that you're kind of going around collecting different elements to put mm-hmm. the tree back together. So when you're going for the one that's like the fire stone, yeah, the or, element of warmth, the element yeah. of warmth, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just going through the different levels and getting the lava to like flow up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what I'm roundabout trying to say is that I like the use of the elements within the environments themselves. Oh, I see. As, like, part of the mechanic of the game. It felt like it was, like, steeped into the area that you were in. Yeah, and when you did things, like, when you did the stuff with the water and the tree, that affected everything else in the forest, too. Like, Mm -hmm. it uncorrupted the water that you could then go into, and it opened up more areas, and Mm -hmm. made the whole world feel connected yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. or like when you unlock the element of winds and then all of a sudden there are the wind currents that are opened up across the forest which was super fun just going through and being like oh yeah there's that one thing i couldn't get i still can't get up there oh wait so was there a wind gun <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> <Just go. laughs> yes yeah absolutely um so um you have this big big map mm-hmm. for ori in the blind forest and it's all it's all one solid map. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah, no yeah. disconnectedness. And uh, that's another one of the really great points about this game is that there's no loading times. Like, as you go between areas, it's just completely seamless. Mm-hmm. It's Which very, very clean. In 2016, is still a big deal. Oh, that's you huge. You know, like, it was major at the time. Oh, yeah. No, for I, sure. I remember, to use a different game, I remember the first things I did when I got uh, Grand Theft Auto Five for the first mm-hmm. time. Even I got it on, on the 360 when it first came out, before mm-hmm. I had an Xbox One. Yeah. But I remember I was just like, I want to see this. So after I got through part of the storyline of the game, I literally just took a car and just drove from one side of the map to the other side of the map. And I just tripped out on, like, it didn't load. I didn't have to do yeah. a cut screen thing. This is yeah. insane now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for something like this to get to do, especially with a platformer like this, and mm-hmm. like a uh, like a Metroidvania type thing, to where you could just like just it feels so fluid to mm-hmm. run around between all the different areas yeah. is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even like the couple of areas that you have to like quote unquote enter as like a separate area, mm-hmm. you just go through the door. It cuts to black and it comes right back. There's oh, yeah. no it's nothing. No nothing time crazy. spent. You. It's completely seamless, which is really, 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 really great. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, this game provides a really great challenge, I would say. Oh, that's how we're going to put it while you're on camera now? 
It's I'm a great challenge. Get, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get there. <laughs> don't don't give away the ghost yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yes. No. This game provides a really, really, really great challenge, even mm-hmm. on normal difficulty. Oh, yeah. Um, in retrospect, I think I probably would have done better to play this on easy for the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I'm not upset that I went through it on normal because that's what I usually do for video yeah. games. Um, but I can't imagine playing this game on hard. Oh, God, no. I certainly can't imagine playing it on one life. God, no. Absolutely. There's a one life mode? Yes. For the, no. for the definitive edition, which is what's available now yes. on like the Game Pass, which yes. is what I played through, uh, they added both hard and one life. All right, adding that to the list of like difficulty levels I'll never get to. We've yeah. got that. We've got 1999 mode on Bioshock Infinite. Uh, <laughs> we've got legendary Null Skulls with Halo. Like, it just, There's just some things that just aren't going to happen. There's, I, I can't imagine. I would love to see that playthrough, and I would love to meet the person that dedicated so much time to oh, yeah. doing a, a No Life, that's No the, Dies playthrough. That's the thing. Like, I want to see the gameplay of somebody doing it. I'm never going to do it myself, though. No, because there's so much happening throughout the game and it's not a short game by no, any means no 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 it's it's a good amount of content yeah so i can't imagine sitting down for like what is like a 10 hour game or oh yeah our game if you're 100 percenting it i mean mm-hmm. okay if you're really really good and you're not going for all of the collectibles and everything then you can probably get through it in four hours yeah i don't know speedrunners prove me wrong uh, maybe it's shorter maybe it's a lot shorter i don't know i haven't actually looked it'll look up the speedrun time and it's like five minutes like, somehow it's like something <laughs> crazy i can't imagine um but yeah so it's it's a great challenge mm-hmm. even on normal um you will die a lot you will um, but you're gonna want to throw your remote a few times <laughs> oh, it's just absolutely. gonna happen <laughs> um but what's so great is by the end of the game at least i feel you're so adept at maneuvering through the world because of all of the upgrades and things that you get um that by the end i i felt very like how to put this i felt like i was adequately equipped to navigate like the last stage yes which is very difficult yeah 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 in terms of movement it's a lot of button presses it really really is just mechanically like with your hands yeah it's difficult yeah and especially if you're if you're not familiar with it like go going through it this time it's my second time playing through the game mm-hmm. so i was a little bit familiar with some of this sure, stuff sure but it's it's also a lot of like split second like oh how do i react to this how do i move through this like yeah. it's a lot of that by the end of the game too so mm-hmm. it's yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it's the ending's great too because it's it makes you use Everything mm-hmm. the game taught you throughout in a yeah, great way. Absolutely, which is I think really incredibly great. satisfying. Which is absolutely, it's very satisfying when a game doesn't forget about all of the things that it did prior. Because yeah, some games can suffer from that, right? Where they oh, yeah. like they teach you a mechanic and then you use it in that area and then you like never touch it again. Never ever use it ever right, again. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, or it gets completely obsoleted by a new power or something, yeah. and you're like, okay, why would I do that when I can do this? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen in Ori. You need all of the movement mechanics that it gifts you, and it trains you slowly throughout the game. Yeah. I feel. Uh, so that by the end, you're like <coughs> zipping around, and you feel like really speedy. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. So anyways, um, it's super smooth. It's a great challenge. And I think that this is my ideal Metroidvania. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think that there's so... Like, I mean, it's the whole picture, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you've got a good story. Not great. Not like 
over the top amazing story. But it's, good story. It's, it's it's nothing new in terms of like the right. hero's journey sort of. Not like. at all. But yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good, and it's got an unexpected ending. Yes. Um. You know, it's got a, a slightly unexpected, but not completely unwarranted ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mechanics are super super smooth. Mm. Um, big area, no loading times. You know, um, great character design. Um. The score, just, like, everything, like I've said, working in concert, yeah. I think this is, like, kind of, like, my base for, like, ideal Metroidvania. Yeah. I, I kind of want to hone a little bit of, because you've mentioned a couple times now, and I appreciate you talking about yeah. how smooth the mechanics of the game mm-hmm. are. Because I feel like, especially with something like a Metroidvania game, is that the difficulty level can kind of come from how unthought through some of the mechanics of the game were at yes. times. Yes. Whereas with this, it's not that. It's that sometimes what the game is asking you to do is very complex. Mm-hmm. It's like it works yep. within the game and what yep. the game gives you, but it's just it's complicated. Like you, the game's sort of going, you can do it. Yeah, it's just gonna be difficult to do. Absolutely, but it that it's that much more gratifying when you do it though. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the very first time playing it, like I was talking about before, going through the part with the tree where the water's rising up. Yes. Like, genuinely coming out of the top of it with water bursting out of it and genuinely feeling like, oh, thank God! Such relief. <laughs> like, whoo, okay. Got out of it. Whoo, okay. I need a minute. Whoo, okay. Yeah. See, now, for the one for me was not the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I I died, certainly, a few yeah, times. Yeah, that's just but, the first example. But I, I got I got through it after a few. Really, the one for me was the wind... Uh, the, the Forlorn Ruins. Yeah. That is so difficult for me to get through. That part's rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Same really here. Rough. It's really rough. Um, and, and thank you for bringing this up because it does bring me to, like, my final point, which mm-hmm. you kind of touched on a little bit. There were things that bothered me, Brendan, but didn't, <laughs> but, but, like, aren't bad about the game. Right. They were just things that I was, like, like yeah. losing my mind. Oh yeah, well we well we had a similar thing where we talked about um what was the I'm so so oh when we we, we talked about a dead cells mm-hmm. said so it's like any of the things within that game that were a problem they were a problem for me it wasn't a problem right. with the game itself yeah. it was a Jordan issue so mm-hmm. I feel like you have that and it's good to recognize that mm-hmm. yeah yeah no absolutely and that's and that's what I will say um because I'm sure that there are other gamers out there like me who would maybe experience the same things I did. So, right. like, there were a few times, for example, like the Forlorn Ruins, when you're trying to rush out and escape, you know, yada yeah. yada, and you're just, like, dying and dying and dying and dying and dying. I love moments like that in video games where you're doing the, like, daring escape, and yeah. you're, like, making really quick decisions and trying to maneuver um, without dying uh, so that you don't have to get set back, yeah. right? I love moments like that, especially, like, the example that comes to mind is, like, Sonic games. Oh, yeah. We'll feature, you know, times like that where you're, like, running, running really fast, trying to escape whatever's happening. Um, I love game. I love moments in games like that because it's so exciting and you feel so accomplished when you get to the end. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like there's a bit of a double-edged sword because if you're dying just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, then that feeling starts to kind of fade. Yeah, it can. You know? It can. Um, and it doesn't feel like oh, I'm really, like, I'm making a daring escape, making split-second decisions to get me out of here. It feels like I'm running through this route until I know it perfectly and can just get out. It, it gets yeah. to a level where it's like that, that the thrill of trying to escape leaves and it's now just the frustration yeah. of, like, completing a chore at that point. Exactly, exactly. I feel the same way with, like, certain survival horror games where it's like, mm. I, you make it difficult and make it scary, but there comes mm. a certain point where it's like, I'm not scared or thrilled anymore. I'm just annoyed that I can't get through this. Right, 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 right. It takes you out of the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if 
you're a kind of gamer that maybe struggles with that. <laughs> um, just know that about this game. I it's not a bad game. Yeah, it doesn't make it like you know it doesn't kill the game for me. It just makes me a little frustrated. Oh yeah, and, and even <laughs> as much as I just like I love this game, and the moment that we thought we were gonna do it, I was so down with mm-hmm. the plan. But there are definitely moments in the game where you just want to grab that little white fucking fox thing and just be like, listen, you're very cute and I love you. Get your shit together for me. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that while I was playing. I was like, how did Jordan get through this? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's Oh, no. It was a lot of it was a lot of just sitting there going, okay, we're yeah. fine. We're fine. It's a game. We're fine. It's, it's a lot of moments of me just by myself going... It's just a video game. It's just a video game. It's uh, gonna be huh? fine. I don't have that self-regulation. I just <laughs> I just yell uh, expletives. Oh, there's a lot of that too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but overall, super, super, super rewarding end to this game once you do get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you ran around and like a lot collected a lot of the things, um, I feel like um that can set you up better for the end and then just give you that like kind of nice ending that you that you want because even that last chase section with Mm -hmm. kuro um was difficult but i was well equipped for it and so it didn't frustrate me as much as like previous yeah (laughs) maybe it's because i was used to it that by that point but yeah definitely yeah yeah i felt rewarded by the ending the first time i played the game i did i did what you do i played it on normal the first time Mm -hmm. yeah but I didn't do as much running around and, like, collecting things and whatnot, so... Oh, yeah. First time playing, when I got to the end, I was incredibly ill-prepared. This time, I went on easy and spent a lot of time mm, yeah. running around collecting things, so it was, yeah. like, plenty of health, plenty of backup sure. stuff. All my powers were boosted up pretty good, so, like, on this one, I was much more equipped to give in. Yeah. Didn't necessarily mean that the ending was easy no. <laughs> by any stretch no. of the imagination, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. But I also... We've talked about that before, too. It's just, like, I love games where it's, like... You are rewarded for exploring the world and like trying to do things and figuring yes. stuff out and stuff like that. I just, ugh, where it's just like that is, it's so ingrained in there that it's just kind of like, no, no, go run around, go check stuff out. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's such a simple thing, but I love it when it's used well for mm-hmm. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, I probably, and maybe this is a hot tip for all of you out there if you're okay. like looking to play this game. Hot tip. <laughs> um, uh, go run around and find the stuff. Excuse me. Excuse you. Sorry. Uh, go, <laughs> go run around and find all of the stuff that you can when you can because mm-hmm. you're going to want all of the health and the energy and the everything that you can get, all of the boosts and power-ups for this game. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Because y- you will die really quick if you yep. don't. And I wish that, like, in retrospect, I'm like, I should have run around and found more things sooner than when I decided to because I waited until the very, like, End. like right before you go into the mountain i was oh, like really uh-huh i was Ooh. like okay right before i go into the mountain i have all of the movement power-ups now right so i can go get everything because that was that was a barrier on a yeah. lot of them was like oh you can't get that thing that you can see up there yet because you don't have the high jump whatever yeah you know so i was like well fine forget it i'll just go run around and get everything that i need later once i have all of the movement mechanics and i don't need to worry about remembering where things are and mm-hmm. coming back and all of that because I find that tedious. Right, fair enough. Because um, I want to get all of the collectibles, but when it's convenient <laughs> for me. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, I'll do it. 
on my own time. Yeah. Um, but that don't would... rush me, game. <laughs> uh, but that would be my tip: is like run around and get all of the things that you can um, when you think about it, because it's handy to have the extra health and the extra energy. Oh yeah, the, the extra energy for me especially because that mechanic is built into that's how you can save in like spots wherever you want. Because right. there's spots set up where like you could fast travel and you could use it as a safe spot as well. Mm-hmm. But being able to just like realize you're about to jump into a tricky area and just quickly quick saving right there so when you die you go back to that spot is nice because again the first time i did it i didn't do a lot of running around the game Mm -hmm. so even by like three like three quarters of the way through the game i only had like four energy like slots there and you you use those to attack enemies and get through areas and whatnot too so i'd be sitting there going like i can't die because if i do i have no energy left and if i do i'm getting reset 30 minutes back yeah, that happened to me more times than I'd care to admit. Oh, I believe <laughs> getting, it. Getting set back because of not remembering to save. Oh no! Even with I had I I I, I maxed out my energy on this one, mm-hmm. and even with that, there's still be moments where I would just die and go. Fuck. When was the last time I saved? Yeah. Shit. I got into the habit of saving like every thirty seconds. Right. <laughs> like no lie. Yeah. Oh, no, go, going back into Mass Effect? No, I am back in that habit of just, like, do a thing, save, do a <laughs> yeah. thing, save. I'm sure it's got to be more forgiving in the Legendary Edition. There's a lot There's a lot more quick save spots, oh, for sure. But, okay. yeah, but, yeah, still. <laughs> um, just to touch on the story, since we've talked about, like, the ending. We have. Um, not, like, the story <laughs> ending, but, like, the last mechanical thing that you do as the player, the last mm-hmm. chase. Um, this, this story is... Oddly, a coming-of-age story. It really, really... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely it is. Mm -hmm. Um, The main character doesn't speak. In fact, only, like, two of the characters speak. And one of them (coughs) is a tree. Yes. (laughs) And the other one is, like, the disembodied spirit of the tree. Yeah, that's running around with you, so... Um, And... But somehow it's a coming-of-age story. I don't know how to put it any other way. Ori, you know kind of wakes up into his destiny and is like mm-hmm. sent on this like daring adventure um and ends up saving the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Um well you... it's it's a story to it's it's a coming of age story in the best sense to me because it's a story about how um it's it, it's the lesson learned about like how uh, to kind of put it in simple cheesy terms of sort of like how love and hate are sort of like two sides of that same coin mm-hmm. where it's just like hate and anger can spread like a wildfire and it can destroy very very easily but then by that same token just by putting in that little extra effort so can love and it can and it can make things grow and it can help things thrive and it that gets as as hate gets passed down so does kindness and charity and love and one that gets passed down too so i think that's where i liked it is that it's you're watching ori kind of like see that lesson unfold in front of him as he is enacting his own lesson himself Mm -hmm. or themselves i don't even know what ori would even identify as so uh the developers identify him as a him okay fair enough Mm -hmm. that's fair and they made him so i'll go with that yeah (laughs) they would be the authority yeah um and then you have the really cool unexpected ending um in ori wherein the antagonist who's kind of been chasing you around for the whole game um kind of realizes what's happened and realizes that she cannot continue the like pattern of like hateful actions that she's yeah. been enacting on the spirit tree and Ori. Um, and then ultimately is the like straw, like 
how do I put this? Like completes the action that Ori was trying to complete the whole game. Yeah. Uh, and brings the spirit tree back to life and saves yeah. the forest, sacrificing herself in the process. Yeah. Which I also like because you, <clears throat> you have that big moment, but you also have the sort of the little things with the one. It's the little, I don't remember what they're called or what it's called. It's the, the little spirit of the tree. Not, not, not the spirit of the tree. The one of the little creatures you end up kind of running around with. He's the little... Oh, Gumo. Gumo, yeah. When the first time you meet Gumo, he's hoarding like one of like the light orbs away from you and trying to keep it from you. But then by the end of the game, he's he's um, he's helping Ori's adoptive mother in the game, basically. Right, right. And so it just... I also love something that has like a path of redemption to it, too. That is yeah. kind of like, you've got, you've come to a dark, a dark place... But even with Gumo, there's you you see the justification behind mm-hmm. sort of his yeah. feelings there too, yeah. which is rough, and you're just like, oh, okay, like no one, very few people or creatures are just inherently bad because they're bad. Mm-hmm. Like unfortunately, there is trauma yeah. and there is tragedy right. in lives right. that kind of drive people that way, right. which we discover about the antagonist. Which which I love, I love, I yeah. love a sympathetic antagonist because you could go like, I don't agree with why you're, I don't agree with how you're doing this, but but. Man, do I understand your pain, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I love stuff like that. Me too. And because and it, it, it hits, oh, it just hits better than just sitting there just, just going like, oh, well, fuck this guy. He sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the game makes you kind of face why they're like this, mm-hmm. kind of makes you sip, it kind of makes you deal with yourself a little bit too. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Well, what's happened to me that's made me the way that I am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what am I fucked up? <laughs> yeah, what happened? Okay, okay, cool, cool. <clears throat> yeah. But it doesn't excuse the action either, which I appreciate. It's, it's no. not going like because of this trauma or because of what happened to them that this is right. okay. Right. Exactly. The lesson is still very clear of like these actions are not right regardless of what's happened to them. Correct. Correct. Uh, so yeah, love this game. Absolutely adore it. Um, oh, something that we didn't even mention. Hmm. It's built in the Unity engine. Yeah. It's a 2D platformer in the Unity engine. I need I say more? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just it's just again to go on about the look of it. It's just yeah, such a good it's so looking polished. so polished. <clears throat> I I'm looking forward to playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I don't know if you've played it. I have, I have. Um, I'm sure it's just as great. By the by, the time that I played Ori in the Blind Forest, uh, the the Will of the Wisps had already. Either had already or was planning to come out, so I was like, "All right, I should because I got the Xbox One that came with Ori." Sure, I just never downloaded and played it off the thing, so I was like, "All right, fine, I'll fucking play this free game that I've had for like a year and a half now, and actually do something with it." Mm-hmm. But and and then as soon as I beat that one and I was ready for Wonder Wisp, I was just kind of like, "Okay, I'm ready for this. Yeah, let's go." Wonder Wisp is excellent. A lot oh, more good. mechanics to it. Oh, cool. They change okay. up the they change up the combat a bit. Cool, but in a good way. It's really okay. Really cool. Okay, cool. It's more advanced than it kind of. It does, it does a cool thing for a sequel that doesn't always happen, where it's, it takes, it kind of assumes that you have played the first one, mm. and uses that as the jumping off point to be like, okay. okay, now we're doing this too. Okay, cool. Which is really, really cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, the sequel is one of my favorite games too, so it's... Very cool. Definitely going to be a worthwhile play for the podcast at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> so, looking ahead, Moon mm-hmm. Studios... Uh, the developers, again, of Ori and the Blind Forest and the sequel, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, um, so far have only produced this game and the sequel. Yeah. Uh, however, they do have an- like have announced that they are working on another title. Really? It is an untitled action role-playing game. Ooh, yep. okay. From these guys? Yeah. That's and, gonna be interesting. And... So, Will of the Wisps came out in 
like I want to say March of 2019. Definitely mm. 20, definitely 2019. So it's about a year and a half, uh, almost two years old. Um, yeah. Which means that they could be well into the development of. More than likely. Title. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, it is, it is um, untitled as of right now. Gotcha. We haven't heard much about it at all. Um, but it is official from Moon Studios. Very much looking forward. Very to it. excited. Anything from this studio, I'm going to be keeping track of, just because they they're a really cool studio. They have like 80 people, and they have a headquarters in Vienna, Austria. But their employees come from all over the world. They have, nice. Like, they have employees in like 43 countries. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like a virtual company. <laughs> That's cool though. I like that. Uh, if it produces games like this, I'm all for Obviously it. Obviously <laughs> the system works. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um so big ups to Moon Studios. We're looking forward to what comes out in the future. Mm-hmm. You guys did something amazing with, with both of these games, with, with both uh, Blind Forest and Wall of the Whips. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just it's I don't know. It's just a masterclass of like the history of gaming kind of put into something mm-hmm. like this and how it, it just it's so Gorgeous and respectful. I love it so much. Absolutely, it's um, yeah, it's a masterclass in how to do lots of things right with your video game. Yeah, but do them all really, really well, and so, knowing so well. what to and knowing what to use. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's the best one of the best examples to me. I know we're trying to wrap it up, but it's like, <laughs> it is one of the best examples to me of just handing players a toolbox and going, "This is everything you're going to need." <laughs> Yeah, and feel and just like feeling satisfied that you used everything in that toolbox. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I also feel like it's a good amount of content, like much more. And I would be like, okay, this is like kind of dragging. This is like taking too long. I'm yeah. a bit bogged down in any shorter, and I would feel a little bit unsatisfied. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Would want more. I think that the cut, <laughs> the cutoff in mm-hmm. content for or in the blind forest is perfect. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Is Will of the Wisp about the same? I would say so. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Will of the Wisp is a little bit longer. I think, but there's a but there's a bit more going on in the game itself. It covers okay. a lot more points. So it's okay. like it's story's a little bit more complex. Okay. So there's a lot more to cover there, which which I appreciate. So because okay. if you're gonna do more, you might as well more. do more. Yeah. Like, do more, you know. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like it's it's tacking things more. From what I remember, it's been a while. A while, but it never feels like they're tacking things on is to be like well we got to make it longer than the first game right it all feels it all still feels very intentional it's it goes back to that thing about like take the proper amount of time to tell your story and then get out of there exactly <laughs> and they do and, that, and that's yeah and that's the thing too is like we talked about at the beginning it's like yeah this story is simple but like it's because the story is simple doesn't mean it's not a story worth telling Mm-mm. no absolutely yeah go play or in the blind forest y'all do it <laughs> do it you will be frustrated but you will not regret it We'll go out on that. I'm good with that. Cool. Uh, so we're hit. We we've hit the bonus round. Um, yeah. Or you know whatever it's gonna be. Um, we can call it a bonus round, but we can just say like, "This is what we're doing." Hey y'all, here. Yeah. So here's our plan. <laughs> um, I say we just wing it. I'm down for that. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Apologies, real quick. We're we'll pause for my stomach making noises this entire <laughs> fucking time. Like I'm fine, but <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's okay. <laughs> What did you eat today? Had some chicken strips before I came over. Nothing crazy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, let's hit the bonus round? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. Ready? On three, two. 
All right, everybody, it's time for the bonus round. Uh, for today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different with the bonus <laughs> round. We're not playing a game or, you know, asking each other questions or anything like that. We actually wanted to talk to everybody out there and let you know that we are going to be working on setting up a Patreon for the podcast. Yay! This um, announcing it here uh, is twofold. One, so that all of you know and can look forward to joining our Patreon and supporting us so that we can, you know, do stuff like, you know, uh, buy backdrops and uh, another tripod and maybe a camera. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, all TBD. Uh, but the second reason is that so we actually do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me and Brennan are both the kind of people that if we don't kind of put an outside pressure on ourselves to make it happen. We're just <laughs> not going to fucking do it. Cause we don't, we don't, we, we don't have standards for ourselves. It's, we need outside people to tell us. And it's not like we, it's not like we have a boss, you know, for the podcast. That's like, you guys got to do that. You know, it's yeah. not like that. Yeah. Uh, so without any sort of pressure, yeah. we won't do anything. The problem with free spirited artists is that if you don't give them structure, <laughs> they won't get anything done. <laughs> very true so we're telling all of you out there so that you can look forward to big announcements from us about when the patreon goes live uh but we are uh in the process of uh getting it done so yeah look forward to that and we don't and this is just an announcement happening as like brendan said we we don't really have like a structured plan yet for what's going to be on there how we're going to be running things so um if you do have any so if anybody has any ideas things that you like to see from from us within reason obviously <laughs> please keep it within reason this is our patreon not our only fans. yeah not our only <laughs> not our only fans um but really just like throw out suggestions throw out ideas stuff you'd like to see from us things you'd like us to start doing maybe and maybe it'll start as like patreon like entry level things that we can start mm -hmm. doing but it might just end up becoming something normally that we just do for the channel depending on how yeah, this goes yeah absolutely yeah. i think i think one thing that we can absolutely uh guarantee at this point that will be on our patreon is bloopers from the show oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely so if you want to at least see that there you go <laughs> well i don't know how much how much content they're going to get for bloopers because as the halloween episode proved this is a well-oiled machine oh. with very few cracks <laughs> <laughs> yeah very little to no mistakes ever made here <laughs> It's not bad if you talk about it, right? No. <laughs> it makes it better, no. right? <laughs> I think transparency is great. <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm a big fan. So so yeah, we're gonna be doing something with that. Please please uh, throw out your suggestions, and mm -hmm. we'll see what we'll we'll just see what happens with it. Really, I think that we should also set up some sort of way for Patreon uh, subscribers to communicate directly to us and like suggest episodes or topics. Or I would love that. That would be really really fun. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I like that. We can also set up a Discord and. Our Patreon subscribers can get access to that and oh, yeah, you know, there we go. talk to each other there. Then we can just hang out and talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us all the mistakes we've made. <laughs> Which are slim to none, as well, we've established. Clearly. I didn't say it was going to be a huge talking point. I just said you can do it if you want. So anyways, look forward to that, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another episode of the 3BO Podcast, where we are all on the same team. Thank you for listening to us talk about Ori and the Blind Forest. What did you think of this title? Did you play the sequel? And are you excited for the new upcoming adventure title from Moon Studios? Let us know. 
Also, if you have any ideas for future discussions on our show, or you just want to hit us up and say something to us, uh, please send us an email at 3VOPodcastTeam at gmail.com and give us your ideas, thoughts, comments. Um, we're on all the social medias, as we've talked about before, even though other than updating the episode list, there's not a whole lot happening on a bunch of them. We're bad I swear, it. we're trying. We're, we're really, really trying. It's, <laughs> we're working on it, guys. We'll, we'll make it happen. We're just going to eventually get somebody who is just like, you have to put stuff out. Um, <laughs> or maybe somebody that just does it for us. Or just does it for us. There's that, too. Uh, but, we, but we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and TikTok. And it's all at the, the 3VO or at 3VO podcast. Um, so please make sure to comment, like, subscribe to the show, share it with everybody, uh, talk about it with your friends. Um, even if you don't like it, just share it. It doesn't hurt you. Just come on. Do us a favor. <laughs> um, but yeah, it really means a lot. And as always, for those of us who have been listening to us, we really appreciate you guys being here. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.